Yeah, what the fuck is going like two on? Two months? Yeah, it's been like two months, man. Yeah, we uh, we're fucking back. Dude. This is burnt offering, guys. Yeah, I'm Steve. That's Jared, man. We are back. It's been a long time. Fuck. Um, how the fuck has everyone been, dude? Let us know, man. Inbox us, fucking text us, do whatever you got to do, man. We, I we miss you all. Found out we go on hiatus. We have a couple of really awesome fans. Yeah, we do. So that's um, fucking sweet. So I'm going to start this off real quick by saying what's up to Criterion J, Barf Scabs, Dean Jackal, Steve Majors, our buddy Mitch, fuck it while I'm at it, Anthropophagus or Lewis from Massacre Video. What the fuck's going on? Uh, Will from Buffalo. Uh, yeah, man. Fucking Midnight Drive. Midnight Drive, man. James, what, what the fuck's going on? We miss all of you guys. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited, man. This is gonna be this is gonna be cool. I don't know if you're I don't know if it's you're the you're the more accessible one, or I just don't post shit, so no one reaches out to me. But it seems like everybody reaches out to you. Oh man, well they kind of do, but you know I just lately I've been a little bit of a shit storm. I apologize for that, but um, everything's good now. So anyone that was ever concerned about anything, I'm good now. Everything's cool. I'm um, getting back on track. We're doing the podcast thing again. I'm fucking ha as happy as I can be. And I want to thank everyone for inboxing me and hitting me up and making sure I was okay. I made it. And we, we're we good, man. We are good. Steve is solid as ever. Yeah. Yeah, I'm good. I'm back on my feet. Fucking let's do this damn thing. Um, before we get into it, get into it. This episode, we're going to talk about a 1982 slasher called the dorm that dripped blood and uh i don't know man this one flies under the radar for me but we'll get into it we'll get into it i like it mm -hmm. i'm a you know you know me i'm i'm slasher fucking all day i love oh, yeah. slasher movies and this one is no exception i like it but what the fuck have you been up to man how's the bike bike's good i still gotta do something to it i gotta i gotta fix something but it's nothing major i've been riding it okay uh, it's going good, man. Cool. I know you've been riding it. Yeah. Yeah, and you went to Hell, Michigan? Yep, we're out to Hell. They, uh, this girl Wendy I'm friends with, she's all big into mopeds, and they had a big moped rally. So I went to that, and there we're going. There we're driving out to Hell. So I just decided to ride out to Hell, too. Not with them, because they only do, like, 30. We're, yeah, it's a moped, dude. <laughs> yeah. So I, I went by myself. Right on. But I got there and they were all there, which was really cool to see like fifty to sixty mopeds. Absolutely. There and then they all left at the same time. That's fucking awesome. Dude. It was like for five minutes, some dude was just like <laughs> videotaping him leaving. That's great. Did you end up camping out? No, no. I just went out there for the day. Oh, okay. Because they camped out, right? No. Well, they camped out um, over in Ypsilanti. Well, actually, it was uh, Dexter. Oh, Dexter. That's Chelsea. Where the party was yeah. Chelsea. Yeah. Gotcha. Or Mylan. Mylan. It was Mylan. Oh, it was Mylan? Yeah. Um, I rode there for the party and hung out. But you know me. Yeah. Fucking, uh, if I don't know people, right. I'm not like the most like social butterfly. I gotcha. Right. So I just like <laughs> sat at a table drinking beers and talked to basically nobody. Right on. Yeah. Because <laughs> Wendy's like the big organizer of it. She's the only one there that I knew. Yeah. Right. So she's doing her thing and I'm just sitting there drinking beers and... Everybody there knew each other, and they haven't seen each other for fucking, like, six months because they're all from around the country. So I'm like, dude, I'm not going to, like, 
interrupt conversation to be like, hey, I'm the fucking one dude here who knows fucking nobody. Well, yeah. No, I, I I would be in the same spot, yeah. And then, yeah, the next day they did the run out to hell, and I just rode myself out there. That's cool. Yeah. Um, how long did that take you? Uh, the way I took, because it's, I think, normally like a 30 to 35-minute drive. Oh, that's it? But the way I took on my bike, because I didn't want to do the freeway, I just want to actually do like a really sweet back road ride. Took me just over an hour, I think. Okay. Well, that's kind of cool, though, man. I mean, you know. Yeah, it was a fun ride. On a, mo- on a fucking motorcycle, absolutely, dude. Fucking <laughs> pull up at this one light to turn on, and there was like a dude on a Harley in front of me. And he was kind of like, I saw him pass me before, and he looked right at me, and I kind of threw my hand up, and he just ignored me. And then I ended up behind him, and then we stopped at this light, and we're both turning right. And I see. I almost like to be a dick, just like creeped up like right next to him. Really? <laughs> just like hey, because you, you could tell he was totally fucking like fucking Harley man. Oh, I know. Yeah, those guys are fucking. But die-hards. I pulled up behind him and he was like jamming country music. Uh, and I was yeah. like, yeah, I'm not gonna even mess with him. Were you wearing your studded best and shit? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's why I probably yeah. fucking. It happens. Whatever. But that's cool um i remember you did that i mean we've been away for a while so we got to play some catching up a little bit a little bit um we haven't really have we did we go to any shows i don't think we did i i don't think i did maybe you did i I, since we've been missed a handful of shows i know yeah um i'm trying to think uh the last show i went to was uh not the last shit life show at sellerman's but the one before that, I think that was the last one. Was that was a while? That was a couple months ago. When the fuck was uh? When was Church of Misery? It was around that time. Was it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, maybe that was the last one I went to. Church of Misery and Toke. Yeah, that might have been the sanctuary. Yeah, that might have been the last show I went to. I know. Yeah, I missed a good handful. I missed a good, decent amount of fucking shows yeah this uh this summer's been full of fucking great shows man and i just i just haven't been able to get out and you know do the damn thing but we're gonna hit some before the before it's all said and done there's some there's precincts got some shit coming up oh yeah um you know acid witch and bat are playing pretty soon uh sakuzu's playing another show here soon Mm -hmm. and i'm sure shit life's gonna roll through again yeah, yeah. Sakuzu just had this one show I missed on Thursday. They had their record release show. Yeah, uh, Sakuzu, good friends of ours. They just released their uh, their newest album. Yep. And um, what the fuck is that called? I Sa- just <laughs> I just blanked on the name. Yeah, like uh, Satoromania or something like that. Yeah, Satoromania. Yeah, I just fucking blanked on the name. Yeah, I haven't. Uh, I've been kind of under the radar lately, kind of laying low. But. Uh, Big ups to those guys. I'm fucking stoked on the new record from those guys, and we actually plan on having them on the show soon. Satyromania. Gotcha. Yeah, the record release show was this past Thursday. Yeah. Vinyls in hand. Mm-hmm. Caught off the press, man. Yeah, they played that show with Shit Life. Shit Life, Demiser. Demiser, yep. I think Demiser was going down to uh, Blood of the Wolves this weekend. Yeah, Acid Witch played that too. Yep. Yep. Um, so that yeah, that happened. Uh, let's see what else the fuck has been going on. Um, I don't know, man. Yeah, that's about it. Uh, what have you been jamming? Anything uh, new, old? 
like I was telling you earlier, like I really haven't dug into a lot of new shit. I mean, I've seen new releases and I've seen new bands that I want to check out, and I really fucking haven't even dug into it. Uh, last thing I really, I've been jamming fucking Black Uniforms heavy. Cool. And Splatterpunk's then, uh, on acid, man. Yeah. And uh, was on a unholy grave kick there for a minute too. You were. Uh, I got into your uh, vehicle twice and. I think they were playing both times, <laughs> both of those times. So, that's cool. Yeah. Um, what about you, man? You got like a laundry list over there? Not really. Uh, I just wanted to uh, plug the new Sakuzu that I haven't really ran through all the way yet. It's fucking good. Yeah, really good. I, I would imagine. Uh, I'm stoked on that. I've really been listening to the new Shit Life as much as I can. That's the newest of anything. I've been listening to it's fucking phenomenal. It's called Rain and Bud. Uh, just came out recently, and uh, if you're into grind and thrash, dude, this is like a pinnacle album. You gotta, you gotta check it out. I mean, you can check it out on YouTube on their Bandcamp. Just Detroit thrash grind. It'll fucking pummel you into the ground. It's great. And then, like, I don't know. I went through this wormhole of like old Pentagram kind of thing that I did for a minute, and then some like old Deep Purple like for fucking weeks and then just picking up where i left off i mean i listened to the primitive man hell split uh recently and that's fucking crushing and then like the the older bong ripper sex tape snuff film stuff uh fister one of my favorite bands i went back and revisited gemini but uh i just found out that they have an album coming out in october on the 11th it's uh, called decade of depression it's a cover album all fucking covers man yeah it's all covers they do like a metallica cover on there like a slayer cover a danzig cover a couple other ones they open with the gates of hell theme don't they yeah city of the living dead is like the intro yeah so that's kind of cool i mean i'm intrigued to see what it's going to turn out to be um but like anything those guys put out i'm super fucking stoked on man and then uh, just like Conan, like not the newest album, but the one before that, been jamming that. Uh, yeah, other than that, I think like a couple of weeks ago, I posted something about like Van Hagar over Van Halen, <laughs> and that got some pretty interesting uh, comments and responses. Uh, Brandon from Forty Ounces, I don't think he liked it very much. <laughs> <laughs> He's a fucking David Lee Roth guy. But uh, anybody that is ever curious about where I stand on that, Sammy Hagar over David Lee Roth all day. So I'm just going to leave that at that. Fucking Cabo Wabo. Yeah, man. Fucking the fucking. Uh, he's got his own tequila and shit. I think he makes his own tequila now. And I don't know. I just grew up with like the Sammy Hagar stuff over the David Lee Roth stuff, man. And that's just me, man. Van Halen's cool no matter what, but, like, <laughs> I'm a Sammy Hagar guy, so. Dude, I was uh, I was jamming Kill 'Em All the other day. Yeah. And it kind of got me thinking, like, it's too bad that band called it quits after three albums. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like somebody needs to do a Where Are They Now with that band. That's fucking awesome, dude. I don't know, man. I mean, that's that's your thing, man. I, I still like And Justice for All. I know that's kind of a bro album compared to the first three, but it has its moments, man, where it's still Metallica to me, you know? No, like I also, I, like I told you today, I was going to make a, a YouTube playlist called Metallica's Greatest Hits, 
and it was going to be like all of Kill 'Em All, pretty much all of Ride the Lightning, most of Master of Puppets, and then like two or three songs off of Injustice for All, and that was going to be the entire thing. Yeah, <laughs> like I like some of Injustice for All. I don't like the whole thing, but I like some of it. Yeah, yeah, some of it's uh, like the thrashier stuff on there when they actually fucking you know aren't chugging away and it's actually thrash riffs and shit they actually fuck it's good you know but i don't know i just i I always like that album but it's definitely the first three are the best i mean and i love all the uh, garage days stuff they did too but um that's fucking hilarious man (laughs) and you know what's weird is like these rabid fucking diehard Metallica fans would just shit all over your playlist. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. they I, would, I think I'm going to do it just so I can see the comments I get. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's get the popcorn ready because like, <laughs> that's exactly what's going to happen. These guys are like, dude, Load was a good album. Like, fuck you, no, it wasn't. How is this the fucking greatest hits playlist? Enter Sandman's not even on here. Yeah, I know, man. God. Dude, you know what's weird about fucking bringing up Metallica, dude? I seen some news article about a chick that was attacked by a cougar. And she had Metallica on her phone and played it at full blast and it scared the cougar away? <laughs> she played Don't Tread on Me like one of their like newer fucking songs. No, it was from the Black Album. That song's from the Black yeah, Album? Yeah, dude. That's how little I know about that fucking yeah. era Metallica. I thought that was one of their like newer, like when they did like Whiskey in a Jar type shit. No, that was from the Black <laughs> Album, dude. I was like, so fucking cougars are scared of Metallica? Like, what, <laughs> what's, what's, the, what's going on, man? Yeah, I heard that they played heavy. She played heavy metal from her phone, and then they, I read it was like, <laughs> "Don't tread on me." Yeah, it was fucking Metallica, man. Like, it scared the fucking cougar off, man. That was kind of weird, dude. I was like, "What the fuck?" The fucking cougar went back to the den and started fucking like researching music. Yeah, what something. the fuck was that? <laughs> he went back to break out "Kill 'Em All." Like, this shit sucks, man. I'm gonna go fucking break out the old shit. But uh, <laughs> just kicks back, smoking and joining. Like this fucking chick, I was gonna eat. He's gonna fucking eat her, and she starts playing fucking black album era Metallica. I said, "Fuck that!" Yeah, I took off, man. I went back to my fucking vinyl collection and popped in "Ride the Lightning." <laughs> Fuck you, <laughs> fucking. But yeah, man. Uh, I thought that was kind of funny, but um, yeah, dude. Fucking. Um, I've been watching a ton of fucking movies. Non horror related. I mean, oh, I, I got I got a mixed bag of horror non horror. Okay, cool. Uh, just before I name off mine, I'm gonna have you name off yours. But I just I do want to say that I've been digging through my vi- uh, vinyl <laughs> VHS collection and picking out the most random fucking movies lately, mixing them in with horror because I've seen all my horror VHS a fucking thousand times, and I don't have cable or Netflix or Shutter, so. It's what I got at home is a VCR and a shit ton of VHS tapes. But with that being said, what have you been watching, man? Let's see. What do I remember watching? I remember uh, been watching a lot of Tales from the Dark Side. The it's kind uh, of been series? My, yeah, it's yeah. kind of been my go-to for going to sleep. Cool. Just throw that in. Um, I think pretty much just like any anthology show, Dark Side, fucking Outer Limits, Creep Show, or uh, Tales from the Crypt. Tales from the Crypt. There's some hit episodes. There's some fucking miss episodes. Hey, man, there was, um, just real quick, there was some really good Friday the 13th, the series episodes, but there were some really bad ones, too. Yeah. That was kind of a cool anthology uh, show, too. Well, that's like Freddy's Nightmares. Yeah, too. I you like know Some I, of it's good, and then there's some of it that's kind of like they, they 
It's over the fucking top. Yeah. It's not that fucking great. I've seen, I you know, out of all of those, that's the one I've seen the least. Yeah, me too. I've only seen, a, I've seen the pilot episode that I remember. The fucking, uh, where they deal with, uh... Freddy in court. Yeah, Freddy in court. Yeah. Which is fucking weird. And, like, I've seen a couple other ones, but, like, I really want to dive into that. Because, I mean, out of, out of, it's, it actually has to do with Freddy. Unlike the Friday the 13th series, it had nothing to do with Jason Voorhees or his mom or any of that. Or no. Or Crystal no. Lake or any of that shit. But, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, so, uh, watching some of that, um, Put on Sleepaway Camp two the other day. Cool. And I realized that that is a fucking movie. That's it's. I could throw that movie on all the time. Yeah, I could watch it any. You know, I feel that way about the third one, and I'm probably the only person that feels that way. I got to be in the mood for the third one. No, I could watch the third one any fucking time. It's weird. I love it, dude. I fucking love it. Oh yeah. And your cousin, dude, real quick posted on Facebook the other day how bad the Sleepaway Camp sequels were. Whoa, whoa, whoa! He did. Yeah, Why John. I'm. Oh, I'm not friends with him. Okay. Okay. Yeah. He he was like, dude. He's like, as bad as the Sleepaway sequels are, I just can't stop from watching them. And I posted, I commented on it and said something like, real simple, like, they're the best or fucking, I dig them. And I was just thinking, like, the original's obviously the best. But I wanted to fucking tell him to check out the uh, the scenes from the fourth one that was supposed to happen. Yeah. Which is fucking... a atrocious or or just fucking watch return or return i forgot about return yeah that one i don't even fucking i don't even count that i own it and i I, fuck that that's a coaster dude i'll set my drink down on that fucking thing dude i tried two or three different times to revisit that same thing with creep show three oh fuck i have not found like that movie gets posted about or creep show just the whole series gets posted about Mm. I've never once seen somebody say anything positive about Creepshow Three, dude. I don't even think I. I don't even think I finished. I don't even think I finished the first skit. Well, that's the thing, though. Like, even like, no matter how bad a movie is, you can always find somebody who likes it or will try to justify it. Yeah, I have not seen that. That's how bad. Maybe it's just the circles I run in and like the forums I'm on that, that those people aren't going to. But I've never. Like everybody just talks shit, mad shit on part three. Actually, I was on. Actually, I was on like a shutter post when they're sponsored fucking ads or whatever because the creep show the new series. one's coming out. Yeah, and no one in there was even defending part three. Everybody was talking shit about part three. I mean, if you're fucking unfortunate enough to actually own or have seen this movie, I rented it from King Video. Yeah, I own it. Oh, you own it? I have it upstairs, yeah. Oh, my God. I dude. mean, I can... I, I maybe put it in once. Like, I read it. That was the only time I've seen it. And all I remember is the, the first skit was like a chick with a remote control that could freeze time or some shit. And it was... The acting was so bad, it was shot like it was shot on a fucking home video camera. <laughs> it was bad, dude. It was really bad. Dude, I will say, I just watched... And then, okay, I was not 100% paying attention to it. But I watched the trailer for the new Creep Show, and I'm not fucking impressed, man. No, I haven't seen anything about it. I've just read little articles and shit. But it just—it seemed like it's gonna be like kind of like goofy, over the top, kind of like CGI, mm. which kind of sucks. Figuring Greg Nicotero's heavily involved in it, yeah, he's super practical effects. 
I mean, I'm, I'm going to rewatch it because, like I said, I wasn't 100% just focused solely on it. Yeah. But, ugh. Uh, it doesn't know. look good, huh? Yeah. I mean, I'll still give it a shot, but it kind of bums me out if it's going to be what I'm remembering when I watch the trailer. Oh, man. Because those first two movies are fucking gold. You know I was actually I mean? coming across, when, when they posted the trailer, and I was coming across people talking shit on the second one. See, that's that that blows my mind. So does me. And the one guy said, I saw somebody post, which I, I was like, okay, I get this. He's like, second one could be fixed immensely if they would just switch the orders of the stories. Start it with the raft. Sandwich Chief Woodenhead in the middle. And then end with Hitchhiker. I, I would do it differently. I would start with the raft, do the Hitchhiker second, because that was the weakest of the three. See, they were arguing... And then end it with Chief Woodenhead. They were arguing Chief Woodenhead was the weakest of the three. I disagree. I think the the Hitchhiker one, out of out of the first two movies, is the weakest skit. They're saying uh, Chief Woodenhead was the weakest because there was a, a lot of... Nothing really happened, and it was just a lot of nothing. Ah, man, I disagree. But, yeah, no, I mean, it's up for argument. Yeah. I, absolutely. But do you remember, do our, do our listeners remember that one of our first episodes, we actually did Creepshow 1 and 2 and took a vote? I forgot we did. I like the second one better than the first one. <laughs> you know, I always I think I, was on, I think I was on the same way. I think I was the uh, second one over the first one. I think one. you were the first one. See, I don't know. I watched the second one way more than the first one. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, because I thought you were like Creepshow 1 and I was Creepshow 2. Unless I'm thinking of like Evil Dead 1 and 2. I watched the second Creepshow way more than I watched the first Creepshow. Yeah. Creepshow 2 is fucking... I remember from like being a teenager watching the second one more than the first one. Because the raft scene sticks out in my mind. And Chief Woodhead 2 sticks out in my mind more than... It, it was weird, like, when I got older and actually bought Creepshow on VHS. Or, no, actually, Jeff Spizak gave me Creepshow on VHS. And I forgot about the cockroach skit at the end of the Creepshow 1. Yeah. I forgot all about that. I forgot that was even a thing. So, I mean, I remember watching the second one more than the first one. Yeah, that was, uh, I remember seeing the second one when I was a kid. And it was at my grandma's house, oddly enough. I think it was like a tape from American Video, which was like the mom and pop shop that we used to run from. Yeah. That I think one of my my uncles didn't fucking return. Oh, really? Because <laughs> it was still like in the American Video case. Uh, and it was just in her like little shelf of VHS. Or they closed down. No, they were still going. Oh, they were still um, going. <laughs> they were still going when I was like <clears throat> 17. Oh, yeah. He just, he kept it. Yeah, I think okay. it just could never got, re- it never got returned and it just stayed on my grandma's shelf. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah, so that's why I remember watching that. But it was one of those, I think, I, it's one of those, you remember scenes, you don't remember exactly what the movie was. Right. And that was what that was for me. I do remember the raft scene, the, the fucking slime in the in the lake and shit. Like, I, I, oh, hell yeah. That, that always stuck out to me, for sure. And the Chief Wooden had one, too. I, I do. I remember that from when I was a kid. But, like, it took me a while to get used to the first one again, because I... I've seen the second one more, so first one has a different feel from the it, second one. It really does, and it it seems like it's longer, and there's that, there's more stories. Well, it is. There's more stories. Yeah, I think. But like, I don't know. Um, out of the two, I I'm, part two is probably my favorite. Yeah, 
Oh yeah, I go for that one more. I watch it the most. Yeah, it's, I know I do. It's great. Um, okay, what else I've been watching? Um, yeah. I finally, since I'm late to the game on anything new, even things I'm kind of interested in checking out, I finally watched the newest Halloween. Ah, what'd you think of it? I didn't mind it as much as I was thinking. Thinking I was going to, like yeah. you know me, I'm like I absolutely. I'm pretty salty against remakes. You are, so am I. <laughs> and, I think uh, I'm a little more lenient than you are. You are. You are. But you are pretty... You're a stickler when it comes to remakes, and I totally understand why. I, but I just want to say that Jared saying that he didn't mind it is mind-blowing to me. <laughs> because usually he would just thrash the fuck out of a remake, but... That's that's just going to say how not horrible this movie is. I seen it in the theater when it came out, and I was just waiting for you to get around to seeing Finally it. To see, seeing yeah, it. just to see what you thought about it, because I didn't mind it. I, I didn't feel like I wasted my money. You know what I mean? I didn't feel cheated out of the seven bucks or the eight bucks that I spent to see it. I didn't mind it. Yeah, anything that I like, like pushing aside the fact that I'm like, why are they remaking this? Mm-hmm. Pushing all that aside and just going into the movie, accepting that it's a fucking Halloween remake. My main, the mo- the majority of the complaints I had were like super small, tiny things, and I'm like, well, they should have done this, or Would, why wouldn't they've done that? Which is a given. Thing, which yeah. that's gonna happen. Like, that's nothing. So I never had I never had big qualms about this fucking movie. Mm-hmm. I got to the end of the movie and I was like, I, yeah, I didn't mind it. Yeah, it's. Could be worse. I had some good like nods back to the original ones. Yeah, and nods good. back to three. Yeah, the first three. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, I think there was like nods to like five, right? Yeah, it's been a year since I've seen it, so I'm trying to think. And I only seen it once. I think they kind of did nods to some of the other sequels, but like there was the kids running around in the fucking silver shamrock, silver shamrock masks. masks. Yeah, and then the like the kind of reincarnation of the kill scene in part two. Yeah. It with the, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but and, and, the, and the weird thing is, is you, to be honest, only like the first three Halloweens, essentially, right? For the most part. For the most part, you're just a I, one, I two, pop, three guy. I'm a I one, two, five. In, I pop in four and five every once in a while. Around Halloween time, but usually. But it never, like, four has an, the, the beginning of four is amazing. That title sequence to four is fucking amazing mm-hmm. it is it is fall encapsulated yes like that is a fucking Halloween intro yeah and I will put in four just to watch that it is pretty fucking cool man and then I stick through the movie and I'm like this movie could be better what the fuck's going on with that mask yeah <laughs> You and that fucking mask, man. Them and that fucking mask. I know. You had a mask in one and two. Use that fucking mask from one and two. Do you know, you know I've never noticed or cared about the mask in four and five until me and you became oh my friends. Oh, God, dude. It's the first thing you I made, like, noticed. You were so serious about it. You're like, dude, fuck the mask from four and five. And I'm like, dude, I just never thought about it. I just, it was what it was. And now I look at it and I, can, I can't unsee it. It's just... Number four looks like he has like surprise eyes. Yeah, it's fucking weird. Like his eyebrows are arched up. I don't. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Like he pops up out of fucking like underneath Jamie's bed. Yeah, he's all like shocked eyes. Like, huh? Yeah, 
It's almost like somebody who's like passed out on the floor and you, they you like you say their name and they just like pop up like, huh? Yeah, I know. And it's like that the whole movie too. Yeah, like I fucking. Do it's even worse when the lightning flashes and his fucking face is ghost white and he looks like <laughs> <laughs> he looks like he just got fucking like woke up out of a dead sleep. It's like what's that? <laughs> Who is it? But uh, yeah, dude. So just just for the record, Jared kind of only does the first three Halloweens to begin with, so I was kind of surprised to hear that he didn't mind the last one. They they kind of tried to make it like a throwback to the first one. Right. Which, I was also talking to you about this earlier today, which kind of probably has something to do with the fact that 80s nostalgia is fucking in. Mm-hmm. So, it makes sense. Fucking everywhere, dude. But it was just a cut and dry, like, what if we just tried to basically make the first one? That's almost what it was. So it had that same style. Yeah. Some, like, newer aspects that you kind of had to have in there because it's a newer fucking movie. It's going to be in there anyway. Anytime I thought they were going to do something that I was going to, like, was going to ruin it for me, like, when I thought the fucking doctor was going to help Michael kill everybody... I thought they were going that route, and I'm like, "Well, here's that point where yeah. I I'm not minding a movie, a new new horror movie, especially fucking remake." And this is like the left turn where I'm like, "Well, you guys had to fuck it up somehow." Yeah, and here it is. They fucking kill the doctor, fucking five minutes later. Right. So I'm like, okay. So there really wasn't any major like qualms with how the movie was done, where it went, how it played out. Got to the end of the movie, and I'm like. Alright, I really honestly didn't mind the movie. Yeah, it no, was I just didn't. it was it was just a Halloween movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's not reinventing the wheel by any fucking means, but Yeah. Yeah, fuck it, it's worth a watch, you know what I mean? But in the fucking era of let's remake every goddamn movie that no. came out in the eighties or even let's remake a movie that came out two years ago. I've seen way fucking worse. Yeah, me too. I mean that that, that last Halloween movie, the one you just watched, was way better than Pet Cemetery. Oh, 100 times better. And I didn't mind Pet Cemetery. I didn't think it was that bad. I didn't think it was that good either, but, I mean, it could have been worse. Stay tuned uh, next episode where I probably talk about the new Suspiria that I checked out. Oh, you watched it? I haven't yet. Oh, man, I haven't fucking seen it either. There's I'm still, like, scared there, to. I, there's, I a hand, there's still a handful of new ones that I didn't catch in theaters like I wanted to, and I'm waiting for them to just be available in some streaming service I have. Suspiria is available, and Heredity is available. Heredity, I already know I'm probably going to like because everybody who has damn near the same taste in movies that I do has loved it. Okay. But then Suspiria is kind of like that teetering where there's people who we share the same opinions. They love it. People who share the same opinions who said it's like the worst fucking movie they've seen this right. year. Yeah. Tim, year. Tim hates it, right? That was the best conversation I overheard because I wasn't part of it. Tim was talking to uh, this guy, Lewis, which I think is Lewis who did um, Black Mold, which is the movie Shitfucker is in. Gotcha, yeah. And Tim was like, so, I heard you liked the new Suspiria. And Lewis was like going in like, yeah, I liked it This for these reasons, blah, 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 blah. And Tim's like standing there like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's like, that's funny because I seen it and I thought it was like the worst fucking movie I've seen like th- this year at least. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> like, I know. I, I heard it got thrashed. I heard it's not that bad. I'll have to see it for myself, but there's a reason that it's taken me this long. It's because I just love the original so much, and I don't want to fucking ruin it. 
I just don't. It's one of those movies, and I, at this point, everybody who cares have seen it already, so they're going to like be basing their opinions off of what we're saying, whatever. But it's one of those movies where it's almost a double-edged sword to remake it. Because you either have to try to totally recapture what Argento did in that movie with the colors and all that. Oh, dude, and that's the whole thing. Yeah. Or re or go the opposite and do your own thing, which they kind I think they did. But now it has the whole aspect. Like a lot of things I've read and heard is that whole full of itself art house feel. Yeah. Not really a fucking Suspiria remake. Bullshit. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna have to see it for myself. I mean, to just to get, because I can see it going that way too, yeah. like a full of itself. Fucking, that's what I mean. I've, some I've, some artsy kids got a hold of fucking you know. I've read some shit. About a good storyline in a fucking great movie, and this is like the once like kind of when I'm glad I don't have a lot of friends who are like deep into horror, like new horror, who are also like the type of people who fucking just like write fucking blogs. Because I haven't really read and heard a lot about it. I can avoid reading shit about a lot of new horror because a lot of my friends don't fucking give two shits about new horror. True story. Unless it's like uh, certain things they'll care about and they'll fucking write their reviews on and I'm fine with it. But the majority, they, they, you may hear that they've seen it and that's about it. Yeah. So, yeah, we're I'm, I'm going to have to check that out. I think, I, I think it's time. So Let's see. Um, Let's see what else. Let's see what else. I'm not done with my movies yet. Okay, okay. Uh, Town of the Dreaded Sundown. The original? Yeah. Excellent movie. Excellent, excellent movie. Don't love it, don't hate it. Yeah, it's not... It, but it, it was a 70s movie. Yeah. And it was before gore became a thing. Like, as far as like... Because, I mean, is, is that considered a slasher? Because I've, I've read in certain places that it's considered... To be a slasher movie, kind of depends on how you want to look at it, I guess. I mean, wait, it came out in '77 or '76. I, I want to say '76, but I'm not sure. Okay, so it was before Halloween. Yeah. And it was based on a true story, mm-hmm. but the aspects of the, it was kind of a stalker slasher, like a maniac on the loose kind of a thing. Yeah. But there's no gore in it. It's just what they described happened to the victims that is brutal about it. Yeah, there's not like there's I guess certain aspects of slasher in it, right? But it's not like it doesn't follow the blue. Well, what would it doesn't follow what would have become the blueprint for right. slasher? Right. It was before you know maybe if it would have came out fucking in '79, they might have changed some things around and made yeah. it a fucking. But Black Christmas did more slasher shit than Town that said Dreaded Sundown did. Absolutely, but but. The town that dreaded sundown was based on a true story. Yeah. So I mean, they were just kind of trying to give you an idea as to what what went down in Texas, right? It was in Texas. Texarkana. Yeah. The fucking cops scenes are annoying, kind of. A lot of yeah. them. Yeah. Um, the scene where he kills the chick with the trombone, the chick he kills, is she couldn't act her way out of a paper bag. Right. Like. Uh, Oh no! Don't! Oh! I know. Don't! Oh! Right. Oh, Billy! Oh, run! Oh! Oh, run! <laughs> Billy! Oh! Oh, run! Oh! 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 Don't! Jesus fucking Christ! So, so explain to me why the fucking original clamshell is going for like fifty bucks. Can you? V- it's I have a bootleg DVD VHS, and I'm fucking dude. completely content with it. It's VHS. 
That's fucking dumb, dude. You know, like, a, seriously, a lot of VHS tapes that are actually worth a shit ton of money, the movies themselves, a lot of times suck. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. I think I got that uh, Warner Clam for, like, 20 Yeah, some guy tried selling it to me for 35 and I, I was like, nah. I ended up getting the boot DVD for 5 bucks. Yeah. Just so I could own it. And that's one of the fucking rare movies that I will say that the remake was probably better than the original. It was more interesting. I actually have not seen the remake. Oh, it's great. I, I like it. It's gory, and it's more of a slasher film, and there's a twist at the end okay. that I won't spoil for anybody that hasn't seen it, but there's some brutal kill scenes in it, and it's fucking way more modernized than the slow western kind of feel that the fucking original one had. The, yeah, the original one had a very western feel. It's kind of like a sheriff fucking western yeah kind of fucking feel to it with a lot of dialogue the the remake was fucking more modernized and more up-paced and fucking it wasn't bad I, I liked it actually see and this kind of goes back to which if you've listened to every one of our fucking episodes me and Steve have probably touched on this a handful of times my thoughts on how remakes should be done don't take a movie that's like this fucking blockbuster cult following cult classic everybody and their mother fucking knows it and loves it and remake it take the movies that maybe have like a little bit of following maybe have something there that's okay yeah they can be better and remake those movies and it sounds like that's kind of what they did yeah for sure because i mean they took the concept of what it could have been and made it what it should have been i i that's the way i feel about it it's actually it's not bad it's not bad at all like you should, it's it's worth the watch you might not like it you might like it I don't know I liked it so I'll check it out eventually. yeah it's sure. good I, don't, I wouldn't even I might even own it already I blind buy DVDs a lot and don't even watch them right for like a long time and I'm like oh fuck I can't remember where the fuck this. I seen it I don't, I don't remember where I seen it dude I don't think I own it I own the original but yeah fuck check what, that out what else to see uh, prom night yeah, we watched that together. Yeah. Yeah, we watched that like last week. Yeah, last week we were just chilling and it was on Shutter and we watched the original Prom Night. Um, see, I've been fucking sick the past two days. And today I basically just laid on the couch and watched uh, fucking Mad Max Road Warrior and Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. You watched the all three? No, two and three. Oh, two and three? Two and three. Oh, that's cool. Uh, I, I just watched Beyond Thunderdome the other day because I found it. I didn't know. I I thought I lost it. I found it. Yeah, so the, dude, the dude who broke in and stole my, my burnt copy of Road Warrior has not been caught. Ah. He's still on the, it's still on the docket. It's still on APB. Um, yeah. Dusted for prints. <laughs> Nothing found yet. Right. But Wait. it was on Sci-Fi. <laughs> oh, killer! Well, there you go. So, so I watched that. I haven't watched fucking. That was the first time I seen Beyond Thunderdome. I couldn't even tell you the last time I seen the full Beyond Thunderdome. Which unpopular opinion? I know it's like your favorite. It's my favorite. Beyond Thunderdome is my favorite Mad Max movie. And I, that's so I'm so alone on that, dude. Oh, I know you are. I know you. Oh are. man, because the first two were like punk. Punks unite to fucking Mad Max and Road Warrior, dude. They do. <laughs> Those are punk movies, but like Beyond Thunderdome is like the weird abstract fucking like 
Okay, here's the thing. Here's, here's <laughs> my thoughts on Beyonce. <clears throat> Tina Turner's song in the beginning during the credits yeah. doesn't fit. Why the fuck is that even on this movie? It's Tina Turner. Um, the goddamn soundtrack throughout this film is just a hammer hitting an anvil or a hammer hitting many different sized anvils to get different tones. That's annoying. And There's then a guy so, playing saxophone. There's that, which is like homage back to like the first movie where it's uh, Homeboy's wife playing, um, I think, the saxophone as well. Okay. Um, but, okay, so there's that. And then they do a, like a Lord of the Flies thing where he they find like the village of kids, which, oddly enough, Beyond Thunderdome was not meant to be a Mad Max movie. The original script was a post-apocalyptic Lord of the Flies, and a dude finds them. And then what happened was somebody... Had the idea, well, well, what if Max finds him? And then they whipped up a story. Hey, man, that's fucking the '80s for you. But then, so, so we got the the first part where they fight in Thunderdome, which is funny. Beyond Thunderdome, they, they there's like one fight. Yeah, it's uh, Max versus Master Blaster. Master, yeah, or Blaster, Blaster, because it's Master and Blaster. Yeah, yeah. So anyway. So the one fight, he gets kicked out fucking with a donkey helmet thing, and then he hangs out with like, these kids, and that scene can go away. But get rid of that chunk of the movie. And then the fucking car chase at the end. And that part's sweet. I don't mind it. I like the movie. I love it. It's not my favorite out of the three, obviously. I fucking love it, man. But it, I mean, is it is it superior to the first two? No. It's just it's my personal favorite. I love the first two. The first two are fucking great, especially Road Warrior, dude. I mean, yeah. that's like... I will say, after watching Beyond Thunderdome, there's the one kid who has like the black paint around his eyes. Yes. Who is very much resembles um, Fury, uh, the people, the dudes from Fury Road. Okay. He looks... I've never seen Fury Road. Oh, Fury Road's awesome. Yeah, I, uh, Jeff Spiesack told me it was fuck. He went and seen it with the day it came out. Yeah, it's. I feel like they took a shit ton from like that last segment of Beyond Thunderdome and used it for inspiration for Fury Road. Okay, okay. I've heard Fury Road's sense. amazing. I haven't seen it yet. Fury I might just buy great. it just to have it because I have the first three. I, I kind of have to have. Fury Road, man. Yeah, I would do it. Yeah, because it's worth it. I know it's. I already know it's good. It's you know what I mean. It's a Mad Max movie. It's got to be fucking killer. Dude who plays uh, Toe Cutter from the first one mm-hmm. plays the main villain dude in uh, Fury Road. Killer. Yeah, I think I remember Jeff telling me that too. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um. Shit. I think that's all I watched. That's it. Yeah. I don't have much. I, I watched Terror Train the other day. Um. Screamers, mm, mm-hmm. Island of the Fishmen. Yeah, yeah, that one's kind of cool. It's, I don't know. I, I own it. I don't really watch it much. I just decided to throw it in. Uh, I watched uh, The Gate, and then Cobra, because you told me about the fucking. I'm awesomeness. on a hunt. I'm on the fucking hunt. Yes. For the work print that I just found out exists. Yeah. But I also found out it's like. It's almost so hard to find. It's almost like, does it really exist? Yeah, and someone's trying to sell it for like what two hundred bucks. Someone said they stumbled across somebody who was selling it for two hundred bucks. 
Okay, so the movie Cobra, Stallone, 86, kind of a borderline slasher movie, action film, great movie. Apparently there's a work print out there that has more gore, added scenes, yes, and further explains the new world. Yes. And how they became and what that's all about. And uh, Jared and I are huge fucking fans of Cobra. Love that movie. If... if if we can ever find the fucking work, the work print yeah. of that, dude, that's going to be awesome because I'm intrigued. I mean, just everything you explained about it. Dude, I've looked that when I found out about it that day, which is the day I text you about it, that whole day and night I spent looking for it, looking for anything, looking for somebody selling a bootleg of it, looking for a fucking link just to download it. I couldn't find shit. It's out there somewhere. I found different posts all by the same fucking username in 2014 2016 and 2019 same dude looking for it that's crazy still has not found it wow and he said he stumbled across like people claiming they had it or claiming they know somebody who had it and it's like it's hmm. it's one of those where it, i think it does exist because I've seen so many people posting about it. I think it does exist, but it's finding the person who actually fucking has it. And I think the person who has it fucking doesn't give a shit. No, they don't even care. About fucking sharing it. And they're just looking at it like, oh, I might be able to make a buck or two off Because it. I found that I got, got kind of in a wormhole about like from, of uh, people who collect work prints, which work prints were like they're filming a movie. They cut a fucking print and give it to the studio to show you what's going on with it. Right. That shit's not supposed to be given to the general public yeah so a lot of people are especially with newer movies that are newer afraid of it getting back to them that they have a fucking work print and they can get fucking like prosecuted whatever yeah um so from what i gather because i don't know shit about the world of collecting work prints but from what i gather there's some people have a shit ton and they hoard them because they don't want to anybody to find out that they have them because they don't want it to ever come back to them just in case studios decide, decide to be assholes about it. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it's kind of a fucking fine line. Because, I mean, they're, you know, but now we're getting to a point now to where they're sought after. And people want to see that. Yeah, the closest thing I found was there's a TV, a TV cut that has a lot of the cutout shit added back in. But yeah. obviously, a lot of the cutout shit is still not there because that would be like the gore. Yeah, it's like dialogue. So it may still have the storyline stuff cut mm-hmm. in, but it doesn't have all the gore. But so far, that's the closest I've come. I will fuck it. I will find it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that'd be fucking... That'd be awesome. I, I did... I watched that. I watched Cobra. And then... Uh, what was that called that we watched the other day? Document of the Dead? Document of the Dead, yeah. I watched that. That's the last thing that I recently watched and that was awesome. Document is great. That was a the only thing I watch. hate about it is which I'm sure is because of what it was supposed to be. So it'd be just a learning tool that he the dude was doing for like Dawn of the Dead to try to get for students and then he came back to it years later. But it doesn't touch on Day of the Dead at all. Yeah, it skips over Day of the Dead completely. And for those of you who don't know real quick, Document of the Dead is a documentary that a guy put together um basically shadowing George Romero yeah and highlighting his career and his artistic views in depth 
Yeah, like the and first, it, the first one, the first part of it, like when he's talking about Dawn of the Dead, because it starts with Dawn of the Dead on the set. It's like supposed to be like a teaching tool, and it kind of kind of goes into like almost like giving tips to film students. Yeah, almost like this is how you would do type of this thing, or this is how you'd get like when you finish your movie, how to get it picked up for like distribution type of thing. Right. Which once it goes into the later ones, it doesn't do that so much, but I think it was meant for that. When he was doing Dawn of the Dead, yeah, and then they 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 touch on the original Night of the Living Dead, yeah. So they go backwards, and then eventually it goes in, and then Martin, mm-hmm. and then it does like Two Evil Eyes, and then uh, Night of the Living Dead, nineteen ninety, and then on. Yeah, but it, it's it's really cool, and it's just it. I, I really liked it. I thought it was cool. It's worth a watch if you haven't seen it. It's on Shutter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, if you have Shutter or if you, if you can get a copy of Document of the Dead, it's and you're into like George Romero and original old school zombie films and shit, dude. It's definitely it's it's really cool. So, dude, I'm a sucker for fucking documentaries, like horror documentaries. Yeah, I haven't seen enough of them, but I know that like Crystal Lake Memories and like Never Sleep Again, mm-hmm. and going to pieces the rise and fall of the slasher film yeah. I fucking love that one dude Nightmares in Red, White, and Blue that one too I forgot about that one yep Leviathan part one and two which is the uh, Hellraiser I haven't one. seen that it's fucking good oh I would imagine yeah yeah there's so many good ones yeah I'm a big fan of the first two uh, Hellraiser movies so that would be cool but yeah so it's a really cool documentary and it's a couple hours long right it's kind of long, actually. It's like, like an hour and a half, two hours. Yeah, something like that. So it's worth a watch. But that's really all I've uh, been watching. So, um, with that being said, we're going to touch on a 1982 slasher called "The Dorm That Drip Blood," um, also known as "Pranks" and "Death Dorm." And "Death Dorm." This movie, eighty-one, depending <clears throat> on what you want to look at it yeah I know it, it did it kind of borders the it kind of but you know what I mean it's probably better that it's noted 82 because this doesn't hold a candlestick to half the slashers that came out in 81 <laughs> I mean you can't fuck with the slashers that came out in 81 that was the year of the slasher man that's when all the good shit came out yeah but I mean yeah it did come out right at that time and um did you know that it was originally considered a video nasty? Yeah. And then they eventually removed it because mm-hmm. there's not really much there to fucking prosecute. Yeah, this was like originally on like the list. It had a lot to do with the uh, original title being pranks and mm. what they had in the poster, which was like the spike bat. Yep. Which was, I, that was actually kind of a lot of the thing, a lot of the movies that got put on the video nasty list. It was, they didn't fucking watch these movies. No, it was, it was all based off the fucking cover art. Or the name of the movie. Yeah. Which was, you know, sometimes fucking pretty brutal. Just the name of it, mm-hmm. the Driller Killer. What the fuck's that about? <laughs> Driller Killer actually lent a hand to two video nasties. What kicked off the whole fucking thing was like the cover of Driller Killer. Yeah, Driller Killer. Just fucking the box art, the name. But yeah, it was originally a video nasty. It was eventually taken off. Um, it it has uh, Daphne Zuniga. Mm-hmm. In it, it was her film debut, and you might recognize her from the initiation or Spaceballs as Princess Vespa. I forgot about that. Excellent. Okay, 
I pick up what you're laying down. I forgot about that, but yeah, her this was her first film. Yeah, this was her fucking debut. Yep, and, um, and she went on to be fucking like in every fucking iteration of Melrose Place for like a hundred plus episodes. Yeah, right. Uh, but yeah, she was uh, the lead. She she was the star of the initiation, mm-hmm. which was another slasher movie that came out a few years after this one. We touched on it. We we did. Did we do an episode on that? We did do an episode on that. I think we did. I think we did, if I remember correctly. Um, I don't think we had much to say about it because it's not. Wasn't that one of our last episodes? What the initiation? Yeah. I'm not sure. <laughs> I think it was. I just watched it the other day. Um, we're like, we're like, oh, I think we, I, I think a little bit ago we did. Oh, I guess it wasn't that long. I guess no, actually. I guess not. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'm sure we've done it. I, I think just, we did. I just thought it was like closer. No. Oh no, that was like a while ago. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I mean, we've done it, but yeah. Well, show us how bad, how good I fucking remember. Which actually, a little uh, off subject. Uh, the initiation, not the best slasher film of all time. Yeah. But there's some good actors in it. Yeah. Yeah. Clue Gallagher, Vera Miles from Psycho. I mean, it's the makings of a great fucking movie, but in the end, it was just kind of a mediocre slasher, but it's worth a watch. Kind of fits right in there. But the star of that movie is actually in this one, and uh, she plays Debbie. And uh, She doesn't last long. No, she doesn't last long. She's uh, off pretty quick. Um, and actually, I was going to say uh, a couple things real quick. The opening scene to this movie is fucking rad, dude. The guy that's killed and they split his hand in half with the fucking machete. Yeah. Or knife. Kind of like the why? Yeah, you don't even know. And then credits <laughs> just roll. And like yeah. the score in this movie is great. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty cool. Even though like the one sound effect rips off Jaws, it's kind of cool. They're, they're like... I like the score of this movie a lot. And uh, I don't know if you got any... I have one more note about this movie. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> I mean... I mean, note-wise... There's not much I wrote down for this. Yeah, I mean, it's... it's uh, Basically, it's it can be considered a Christmas movie. A Christmas slasher. Oh, well, yeah. It happens during Christmas vacation. Christmas break, yeah. Because they're yeah. going to tear down the dorms. Yep. And uh, they're kind of... Closing the place down, and uh, they're supposed to like tidy up and get everything out of there, and <clears throat> a bunch of college kids, whatever. And uh, I don't know; it's just kind of like a stalker slasher who done it. Yeah, this uh, the it was a couple inspired. Red herrings. They got the yeah they got inspiration to do it based off of uh, from Friday the Thirteenth. Okay, that's kind of what inspired them to make this movie. And kind of really thinking about it, it almost plays out that way. Switch the setting around a little bit. Yeah. But. It's Friday the 13th in a school. Like in a dorm. I mean, for the most part, yeah. Because, I mean, I mean, even just like the shots of the killer, you only really see like so much. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like a hand or just the, the shoes or fucking, you know. And then there's the red herring. Yeah, everyone's a fucking like crazy, like almost dude. Yeah, 
which everyone thinks, oh, he must be the killer kind of thing. And he floats in and out throughout the movie. And anything, anytime something happens, they're like, oh, well, it was this guy. You know what I mean? They give him a hard time and shit. Like, so, I mean, there's that. You know, he's the crazy fucking weird dude. thing about this is Dormager Blood, obviously college. It was filmed on UCLA's campus. Okay. But there's just something about it, and I know what it is. It doesn't give it a college feel to me. Like, a lot of the external shots are, like, by the dumpster where you can see, like, wooded fields in the background. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't have the college campus feel, even though it was filmed on a college campus. Right. Kind of like like Final Exam was definitely a college fucking... Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, the whole movie had that feel of, like, you're in a fucking college. Or, like, uh, Girls' Night Out. Girls' Night Out, that's another one, yep. It just doesn't have, like, for this is, a, every time I think back on this movie, it's always like, okay, Dormitory's Blood, but it doesn't have a college feel. Yeah. And even though it's filming UCLA's campus, it just feels like they had a building that they were, like, trying to make appear to be like, an, like a dorm and appear to be on a campus. Mm-hmm. I just feel like being on UCLA's campus, they probably should have got more, like, better, like, filler shots, maybe, of actual campus. They could have just been filler to kind of, like, put you in the fucking feel of being on a campus. Yeah. For, like, environment. Yeah. Like, like. It kind of sets the mood a little bit. Like, okay, I just seen this, now it cuts to the scene, so now you have that in your head of, all right. Yeah. Yeah, it's not much of that. And to be honest, the copy that I own is a Video Treasures. Mm. And it's a dark transfer. Oh, yeah. It's a dark, gritty transfer. That's so the thing. I got the fucking uh, media, and the media isn't the brightest either. So I can imagine how fucking dark your yeah, this one is. You know, and, I, and I've owned it for a couple years now, and I pop it in from one, you know, time to time. But it's just always my vision of this movie has always been it's a dark, gritty, like, super saturated fucking look to it, man. You know, it's not it's not a crisp. Kind of like uh, my first impressions of um, Tall a Good Night. The first fucking handful of times I seen that, just my vision of that movie was just a dark, fucking gritty transfer, and I didn't know that there was a brighter, more brilliant fucking copy <laughs> transfer out there. And when I seen it, my mind just fucking fell out of my skull, dude. I was like, this is amazing. I can see what the fuck is going on now. You know what I mean? Like, but I mean, I mean it's not like it's unwatchable, my VHS. It's just that it's it's kind of dark and you got to kind of really watch it. You got to really pay attention to see the little nuances of things because it's not bright, it's not brilliant, it's not fucking like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, even with my VHS trained eye where I'm used to like really trying to fucking see shit, you know, but, you know. Even being used to the grit and the mm-hmm. grain. Yeah. And the low lights. Yeah. I mean, I if I was to see this on Blu-ray, I'd fucking, <laughs> holy <laughs> shit, you know what I mean? Like, what the fuck, man? But, Overall, I like this movie. Um, I'm huge into slasher movies, and this fits right in there. I would fucking watch this any day of the week. I mean, it's not the best I've ever seen. It's not the worst I've ever seen. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't go over the top with kills. No. But there's kills, and they there's gore. Yeah, and there's murder mystery aspect to it, too. Yeah. You know, which, 
they keep it under wraps pretty good till the end. I kind of was thinking about the last time I watched this. Um, this movie kind of in feel and look reminds me of Hide and Go Shriek. I would have to agree with you on that. Kind of has that same feel, the same vibe, the same look, kind of dark. I would dark agree with lit. you 100%. Never really, never really thought of it that yeah, way. Yeah, the kills aren't like super gory. They're not like... Right. They're not like abundant. Mm-hmm. They're kind of s- spread out. But it just, to me, just kind of had the same vibe. Yeah, you're right, man. That's a good point. I think, you know, my favorite kill... I don't know, what's your favorite kill on this? Because mine is not gory. It's just what you see and you let your imagination run away with it and then the aftermath of it. Um, I'm just going to go and throw out there the uh, handyman with the drill to the head. That's a good one. And you know what? That's, that almost was like the one I chose, but I really like that kill scene, by the way, the drill. It's fucking great. And especially because like, earlier in the movie he bitches about someone taking his fucking drill. They don't make them like that anymore. Yeah. Did you find who did it? If I fucking, fucking knew who that. did it, I'd, I'd give him a piece of my mind. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, my favorite is when he puts the chick in the pressure cooker. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is fucking pissed. And then she tries to climb out. She's like half conscious. Slams and he slams fingers. her fucking hand with the lid and closes it and locks it. Holy fucking shit. And then at the end you see her like completely boiled and pruned I'm like dude that's pissed it's kind of cool there's no gore to it you just got to kind of like imagine what it would be like and what other fucking movie besides maybe sleepaway camp has someone been boiled to death or (laughs) boiling water has been used as a fucking weapon you know what I mean not exactly that but to an extent um my bloody valentine the dryer oh the dryer okay same effect yeah yeah Except it looked way cooler in My Bloody Valentine. That was more of a sophisticated, yeah. Uh, you know what I mean. But you, but you could only see that in the uncut version, which has only been out for ten years. <laughs> and the movie's fucking older than me, so I love it. Yeah, me too. That uncut fucking that added footage is just makes the whole movie for and me. And I love that they did not try to color correct. Nope. That footage, so you know when you're like, oh, so this was cut out because yeah. it's like totally raw, like VHS footage. It is too, man. It's like old reel to reel footage. Yeah, it's man. like straight up raw film. Like they didn't color correct anything. It's just raw fucking film. Yep. And and uh, when she gets fucking cooked in the dryer, dude, and they they show her after when she's like cooked and dead, mm-hmm. it's fucking pissed. Doesn't look as cool in uh, this one, the dorm that drip blood, but. Yeah. You kind of get the idea of fucking. She got locked in a pressure cooker. Like that's fucking no joke, man. <laughs> so that was definitely my favorite kill scene in this. And then then there's the fucking um, insinuated kill scene at the very end. Mm. What when he throws her in the incinerator? Yeah, yeah. And the cops like, is this supposed to smell that bad? Yeah, it's like ah, oh, who cares? They're tearing this They're tearing place, this down, place anyway. down anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, I really like the whole. Um, when the cops come in and the killer plays victim. Yeah, I mean, that was a good, good old twist for him to kind of get away, yeah. quote unquote. And I thought about this today, and I think that's what inspired the ending of Intruder. Yeah. Because yeah. he was pretty tore up. They tore him up pretty good. And he's like, 
the cops can't help but to fucking be like, dude, look at this guy and then look at them. This yeah. dude's fucked up. Like, he's stabbed, he's bleeding. <laughs> it's like the same way the guy's on the ground with a fucking knife. Fucking Bruce Campbell shows up. Yeah. And uh, Ramey, right? Yeah. And was he the other cop? Mm-hmm. Was it Ted? Yeah. No, I thought they were the fucking... Uh... Or no, he no, was one of the, the he was one of the clerks. Uh, yeah, the yeah. Clerks. He worked in there. Yeah. No, it was Bruce Campbell and someone else yeah. were the cops at the end of Intruder. But same concept. Yeah. The guy's trying to tell the cops that this is the killer, but the killer's all bleeding and fucked up on the ground. Plays victim. Plays victim. Tells the guy that's hovering above him, "You're fucking dead." And he's yeah, got a knife in his he hand. Fucking slides the knife over. How the cops didn't see him do that? Whatever. Then he's like. You're fucking dead. Yeah. Yeah. So basically this guy has to either get shot to death or stabbed. Which in that case, if I was him, I would have gotten stabbed and lived. Yeah, no, he could have got out of that situation alive. He could have been like, alright. Yeah, but then he would have got stabbed. But oh. then the cops would have known that the guy on the ground was the fucking killer. That that scene kind of is weird to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's like, dude, he's got a knife in his fucking hand. He's saying, you're fucking dead. The cops are like, we'll talk later. Put your hands on your head. If, if he would have put his hands on his head and he would have surrendered, he would have got stabbed, apparently. Which would have sucked. But he well, wouldn't yeah. have got shot okay. to death. For as quick as they shot that dude for just kind of going down, they would have lit up homeboy on the ground pretty quick if he lunged up with a knife. Yeah, so, I mean, that was kind of weird. So, I don't know about that. But it's kind of a cool twist at the end, I guess. Well, when they first reveal that Craig's the killer, yeah, it's kind of cool. It's like, oh shit! And in the very beginning, wasn't he trying to like move in with the chick? He, they were. He's like, she wasn't ready to make a commitment to move in together. That was the whole thing. See, there was two dudes that looked similar, and I think I've always mixed them up because I thought it was the other dude who was doing that. No, it was. Uh, I'm pretty sure in the very beginning, it's when they're at the party. Mm-hmm. I know he says something. The one dude says something like, well, "I found like a one bedroom. We can move in there this weekend. We could be we could be completely moved in this weekend." Yeah, and she wasn't having it. Yeah, and then at the end, he's basically explaining to her like, "This whole time, I've just wanted your attention. I've wanted you." And she, her attention was elsewhere, and he ended up fucking killing everybody. So, um, how about creeper dude who fucking shows up to buy the desks? Which actually is the dude who gets fucking killed. Yeah. But he's like all like hovering over her when he writes the check. Yeah. 75 desks. Yeah. yeah. So is it just you here? Yeah, I know. It's like, what the fuck? What's another red herring? Yeah. I'm like, dude, even if, I, even if it was just her there, I really hope she wouldn't say it was. Well, that's the original Craigslist, man. <laughs> Creepy motherfucker. Right. Who else wants to buy 75 desks? But, uh. <laughs> <laughs> So overall, um, it's definitely worth a visit if you haven't seen it yet. Uh, did this ever get a fucking DVD or Blu Blu-ray release? I want to yes. say it did. Yeah, and the, the original DVD got released under pranks, but I want to say, uh, oh yeah, just recently got in the past handful of years got a uh, Blu-ray. Blu-ray, I believe. I mean, either way, it's a, it's on a disc somewhere. Blu-ray or DVD, it's on a disc. Yeah. So I mean, definitely check it out. And, um, yeah, man. I mean, that's all we can really say about this movie, to be honest. It's not, like, 
not a whole lot goes on. It's just kind of a stalker slasher whodunit. Yeah, it doesn't break any barriers. Doesn't do anything fucking crazy. No. It just kind of uh, it's one of those like it makes sure it hits the point. Mm-hmm. It, it hits the marks it needs to hit. It doesn't try to go above that. It doesn't try to make its fucking mark any other way. Yeah. Well, at work we have a slogan: um, "Follow the rules." <laughs> so I'm gonna say from now on, instead of blueprint slasher. It follows the rules. It follows the rules. There's got to be rules. There's got to be red herrings. There's got to be a fucking mystery. There's got to be a twist at the end. And there's got to be interesting kills. They follow the rules. That were originally implemented in Black Christmas, Halloween, Friday the 13th. They were like, those are the rules, man. And And so many fucking movies mimic that. Some of them did it really well. Some of them didn't do it so well. But, hey, man. You can't have a shit ton of story. No. And that's you where... Learn, you got to learn how to fucking have your par- character story, like, built out mm. in other ways. That's, besides having, like, fucking 15 minutes of fucking dialogue. Yeah. Well, that's where Final Exam fucking falls to the wayside for me. A lot of them, though. A lot of them do. I mean, how much character development do you need? I just want to see these people die. Yeah. I don't want to get that invested into someone who's just going to be fucking hacked to shit in like 15 minutes. The thing is, you can build that investment with less dialogue. Yeah. You well, just got to be creative with it. You got to fucking do it in a certain way. Right. Or you, you got to be able to be like, okay, I'm supposed to care about this person. Right. And then they get fucking decapitated. I don't the the fucking one movie that I, that I will say did it the right way that wasn't a blockbuster was Girls Night Out. There is, there is no oversaturation of character development. You only know what you need to know about each character in that movie. Even the fucking boyfriend who gets cheated on, who's fucking weird that you think is the killer. Oh, yeah, that they asshole don't, dude. Yeah. They don't fucking overkill it. Even uh, Hal Holbrook, the cop, they don't go into deep fucking detail about what he's doing and what happened to his daughter. It's just all fucking... You know, and then the actual killer just turns out to be the lunch lady. Yeah. You the know? sister. The most. The sister of the fucking crazy dude. Uh, fucking. Who just died in prison. Yeah, fucking. Um, what the fuck is his name, dude? What was his name? I can't remember. Oh, come on, dude. I Before can't. we sign off, we gotta fucking. Fucking remember the dude's name for yeah, fucking. No, it'll come to me, man. It'll come to me. It's fucking. Um, I, I can't fucking remember his goddamn name. Oh, man, what the fuck was his name? I cut him down myself. <laughs> I hope <Yeah>. he's dead. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fucking, what the fuck was that guy's name, dude? Um, God damn it. Kavanaugh? Uh, Dickie Kavanaugh. Dickie Kavanaugh. Dickie Kavanaugh. <laughs> and it actually turns out to be the mom from Amityville 2. And the most character development throughout the whole fucking movie is someone you never see. He's a fucking myth. Or once existed, has been dead, thought to still be alive. Yeah. That's the most... That, that point I'm trying to make is Girls' Night Out did it right as far as like a not-so-well blockbuster slasher movie that doesn't oversaturate the character development, man. Yeah. You there's, only- not, there's not a shit ton of dead space. There's a shit ton of dialogue that fills out. There's shit that happens, and like 10 minutes later, something else happens type of thing. They keep it that that formula of mm-hmm. X amount of minutes, something has to happen. Right. 
and it works. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. And if you can stick with that formula and then also have the cash to fucking put in practical effects for your kills. Right. Then you have a goddamn blockbuster. Well, I mean, I guess in the 80s you'd have a blockbuster because now nobody gives two shits about that. No, not at all. But back, <laughs> back in the day, But yeah. you, if you stuck with that formula and then had the money to fucking have sweet practical effects mm-hmm. and be able to show these fucking kills, you'd have an amazing fucking movie. Yeah, for sure. There was a couple of them that did that. Mm-hmm. But even like The Burning... There's a lot of character development in the burning, but it's yeah. a killer. But the but the but the practical effects and Tom Savini's fucking magic and like it's fucking that was his heyday, man. Yeah, he chose that instead of two instead of Friday two. He's like, nah, got the burning. Oh man, I'm glad he did too, because two didn't turn out that bad. So yeah, two worked out. Yeah, not bad. Um, but uh, I think that's it. That so um, if you want to drop us a line, we're really glad to be back. We're we are fucking. Back. Thanks for listening. If you want to drop us a line, you can contact us at... At uh, burnofferingspodcast.com. Yep. Hit us up on our site. You can email us. Fucking buy a shirt while you're there. I don't fucking know. Fuck yeah, man. Uh, if you're on the Instagram, we are uh, burnofferings underscore podcast. Uh, Twitter, we are underscore burnofferings. And then on the, the, the Facebook, the Zuckerberg Palace, we are... <laughs> Burnt Offerings Horror Podcasts. So uh, hit us up on any of that, dude. So drop us a line just to say, hey, what's up? Uh, tell us if you want us to talk about something, if you want to know our views, opinions, whatever on something. Like, why haven't you guys talked about this movie yet? Yeah. Just fucking throw us something. Yeah, and before we go, real quick, me and Jared have a hard time picking movies sometimes. So maybe if you guys yeah. could recommend one, <laughs> fucking make it easier on us, man. So I stand there in front of like my like shit ton of <laughs> movies and I'm just like, what should we talk about? And I'm trying to like connect the dots of does Steve own this movie? I Can know, we talk right? about this movie? Ah, fuck, man. So yeah. <laughs> Do I own multiples of this movie? So if Steve doesn't own this movie, I can let Steve borrow this movie. I know, man. But I mean we've done well so far, so Dude, we're making it work. We're making it work. We are. We've gotten two years in. Yeah, fuck yeah, man. So alright, we'll see you. Alright, see you guys. <laughs>